0: Welcome to a special edition of Whosoever's Godcast. I'm Candace Shalou hodge the founder and editor of Whosoever, an online magazine for gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender Christians. Thank you for joining us. Coming up, we'll go to Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina, and experience the visit made by the Force Equality writers. And I'll be offering a special commentary called, I Don't Understand Fundamentalists. It was a perfect windy spring day when I witnessed the Soul Force Equality Ride's visit to Bob Jones University.
1: And My friend, listen, I could have been a homosexual. I could have been a rapist. I could have been a murderer. I could have been any of those things because I had that old sin nature. And it was not checked by the Holy Ghost of God.
0: Pastor Stan Craig preached Hellfire and Brimstone and several other anti gay groups protested with signs and bullhorns as more than two dozen Soul Force Equality riders stood in a line on a sidewalk outside Bob Jones University in Greenville, South Carolina.
2: We're standing here in front of Bob Jones University, um, with our in our silent vigil at the moment, um, with our message of love and hope and inclusion um, for the students here. Uh Unfortunately, there's a lot of other negative presence um, as well, which is sad to me because e- here we are with our message, um, of a peaceful message, and what can be heard from the other side of the gates rather than that necessarily is the shouting and the bullhorns. Um, so um, I take comfort in the fact that our presence here is enough um, to... Encourage and affirm those students on the other side of the gate.
0: Soul Force Equality Rider Mandy Mathias said the April 4th demonstration by Soul Force was held to call attention to the anti GOBT policies of Bob Jones. The university was just one of the 32 Christian colleges and universities that the Soul Force Equality Riders are visiting around the country. Riders are on two different buses on routes in the eastern and western portions of the country in a two month long journey to schools with policies that discriminate against students on the basis of sexual orientation and gender identity. Some schools have welcomed the writers onto campus for dialogue, but Mandy says Bob Jones wasn't one of them.
2: They have told us that scripture is unchanging and that this dialogue is not a possibility. That has been their consistent response to us from the beginning. We first contacted them in October, um, and across the board, that's been their response.
1: The
0: writers received a rude welcoming from some anti-gay groups like Truth Ministries, Operation Save America, and Americans for Truth. Many carried signs reading three gay rights, AIDS, Hell, Salvation, and Sodomites Defile the Land. Others brought bullhorns to shout scriptures and hurl homophobic preaching at the equality writers. Jordan Phillips, a young man from Faith Baptist Church in Primrose, Georgia, criticized the writers and said they weren't Christian.
2: Uh, They are here to change the ways of Bob Jones University uh, from Christian to so they could get in there and uh, be in there as a sodomite group and they could learn things and teach people and teach the students how to uh, be gay and things like that and we're here to protest against it. As it says on their bus, faith follows. That's, That's basically from hellfire right there. That's not true. They're they're going to hell They're going to split hell wide open if they do
3: not uh, repent.
0: Equality writer Jarrett Lucas rejected Phillips' comments. As
3: Christ came to liberate and oppressed people. Christ reached out to the outcasts, those who were excluded from the church for whatever reason. The religious leaders saw those people at the time not worthy of God's love, and we're coming to Bob Jones University to speak to the gay and transgender students on the other side of the ga- gate and say that God does love you, that you are worthy of God's love, as are we. And so my faith faith and identity are completely compatible, and it's tragic that they don't see that.
0: But not all groups came with bullhorns to shout at the equality riders or to carry homophobic signs. Flip Benham, the director of Operation Save America, actually approached the riders and sought to have conversations with them, even inviting some of them out to lunch.
1: And what they do at Bob Jones University is they say, God, you're the one that makes the judgments, not us, and our job is simply to deliver the mail. And then you've got the group out here of precious young kids who uh, young adults, me who say i'll be the one that determines who i am and what i'm doing and and uh, and i'll be the god of my own life and and that's the battle that we see and it's just raging right out here in the streets of greenville
0: well um in talking with some of the folks down the line there um you know they believe that that this is god's will for their life that they believe that this is god how they have experienced god what what do you say to to those folks
1: well i, I think that the people that uh, got on the titanic were sincere in their belief that the ship wouldn't sink i don't have any doubt that they were very sincere but they were sincerely wrong the ship could sink and the ship did sink and and, and these kids and I've talked with them I don't doubt the sincerity of their belief or, or, or their motives I simply know that what the bible says is that this will destroy you and nations that approve of it so we love these kids enough to come out and tell them the truth i mean sometimes the kindest thing you can do for someone is to tell them the truth when they're going
0: the wrong way there were others along with benham who approached the riders to engage them in conversation but unfortunately the riders didn't get to engage bob jones students in dialogue like lucas said they have at other schools
3: well, people have a lot of questions people want to know why are you gay <laughs> people want to know how is it- to be gay and how do you identify both as a Christian and someone who is gay because that is an idea that they have never been able to fathom because they go to a school that says that is impossible and so they see the two as mutually exclusive and then we come people who are gay christians and people who are non-christians but say yes i see how someone can be both gay and christian Um, and so they have a lot of questions about how that works what is our identity in christ and so it's great to sit there and have that exchange and explain to them um, our faith and ourselves our lives our stories
0: have you had any closeted folks come up to you and go Please don't tell anybody this, but...
3: Oh yeah, there are gay students at all of these schools we visit. Bob Jones has told us in conversation, you don't need to come, there are no gay students here. The reality, if you look at statistics, if you look at emails we've received, if you look at the gay and transgender alumni who have graduated from this school, they are here. They are on the other side of the gate, and we're here for them today.
0: However, during a press conference held by the Equality Riders, one protester stood among the press and confronted Lucas.
1: Soul Force talks about spiritual violence. Why the need to call people violent just because they disagree with your view on homosexuality.
3: Well there is a manipulative I don't think it's manipulative at all. I think when you have a message that says you are less than when someone holds up a sign that says homosexuality is disgusting and abomination and that my three rights are salvation, AIDS and hell, that is something that is blatantly violent. It's not a matter of opinion. It's not subjective. It is simply saying you are less than and it is not our place as human beings to call one another less than. But that's an extreme message. Don't you apply that same thinking to other
1: messages that are are merely uh, mainstream Christian messages? which say, look, there are people who leave homosexuality, ex-gays, and yet Mel White con- consistently talks about spiritual violence, classifying Christians who disagree with you as as you know
3: as violent people. It's- the disagreement is happening about our humanity. The disagreement is saying that I, as a gay person cannot and do not have the right to seek companionship to seek to share my life with someone who is of the same gender and when that comes is called into question when i'm immoralized because of a part of my identity just as forty years ago it was the color of my skin that people use scripture to support and say i disagree i think you are less than because of that right now this characteristic that's under fire is my sexual orientation and so it is violent it's emotionally violent it's spiritually violent and very often it becomes verbal and. Unfortunately, physical. <laughs> to
0: make their point about the spiritual violence they believe Bob Jones and the other Christian colleges and universities perpetuate against GLBT students, Mandy Mathias says the writers came bearing gifts for Bob Jones, two pieces of artwork, and a document called the 57 Theses.
2: Bob Jones is an adamantly Protestant university, and the Protestant Reformation began when Martin Luther posted his 95 Theses on the door of the Wittenberg Church in Germany. Um, and we are bringing, um, as Gay Christians, as transgender Christians, and as people who affirm um, the ability for those things to not be mutually exclusive, um, we are bringing um, 57 statements um, based each and every one on scriptural principles um, of love and hospitality and inclusion, and um, going to bring that to the university um, as a symbolic. Um, calling out to our brothers and sisters in the faith um, to examine scriptural truth and examine the way that they are Treating God's gay and transgender children.
0: Then, one by one, three riders walked to the gates of Bob Jones and onto campus. The first was 22 year old Amanda Harris from Little Rock, Arkansas, who brought a piece of artwork called No More Closets. She was quickly confronted by Bob Jones officials.
4: I'm presenting it to Bob Jones University. Um, It's representational of the fear and the hurt and the suffering that comes with having to stay in the closet and having to lie about who you are. Um, and I'm here to stand testimony to that suffering and say that it's not necessary anymore. And God loves you. God affirms you just as you are if you are lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender. Excuse me.
1: I'll have to uh, ask you to leave.
4: And, um, I'm here to present this piece of art to Bob Jones University.
1: Alright. Excuse me. I'll have to tell you to leave.
4: I'm here to present this piece of art
1: to Bob Jones University. Okay, at this time, I'm going to order you to leave. You're trespassing on private property. If you continue on, you may be arrested for trespass after notice. You must leave this property. I understand, Ma'am, I'm a police officer. You have come on this property while you have the right to protest out there. You do not have the right to protest here since you have not gone back off their property, you're under arrest for trespassing after notice. You'll step with me, please.
0: Twenty-three-year-old Bronwyn Tome from New London, Connecticut was the next to approach bearing a piece of artwork. She too was promptly taken into custody as she stepped just a few inches onto campus.
1: You're now on their property while you have the right to protest on the public property. You do not have the right to be on their property to protest. They've issued a warning, a trespass notice to you. Is it your intent not to leave? Yes. In that
0: case, you're under arrest. You'll come with me, please. Twenty-four-year-old Katie Higgins from Charleston, South Carolina, was the last to offer herself for arrest. She approached the gate reading some of the 57 theses the writers had prepared.
1: One, our Lord and Master Jesus Christ has commanded us to love one another.
2: This word cannot be understood to mean that the whole life of believers should be centered around that love. Yet it means not only to love in thought and in word. There's no inward love which is not an outwardly show in action. We can learn from Scripture and from Notre Theologian,
0: their four instructions on how to live out the agape of God's love. Before we know how to
2: live out this love, we must understand it as a core. The love of God is described as both in characteristic and in action throughout Excuse both me, Old and New
1: Testament. I'll have to ask you Our to faith leave. in
2: ancestors is built in the covenant of love. The love of God is from ma'am, a time before humans uh, not willing to leave, I'll have to tell you to leave. I'm, I'm continuing. Um, the on love behalf of the Bob Jones
3: University,
1: you are trespassing on private property if you you do not leave at this time you may be arrested for trespass after notice. I'm telling you to leave this property.
0: The abundant love of God compels the covenant, that of love of humankind. Captain ties. McLaughlin with the
1: Greenville Police Department, while you do have the right to protest on the public property, you do not on their property, but it is in your intent not to leave at this time, I'll have to place you under arrest.
0: I will not leave.
1: You'll okay. so come with me, you're under arrest.
0: As the three were led away, Mandy Mathias continued to read the 57 theses.
2: By not welcoming the equality ride onto campus and not affirming LGBT students, Bob Jones is not proclaiming the true message of Christ. Along these lines, Bob Jones University seeks to have Christ at the center. If the central mission of Christ is love and bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth, Bob Jones University has not placed Christ at the center with the way they treat LGBT people. Finally, we charge Bob Jones of being guilty of not living up to the core values of love for and faithfulness to God and his word, unashamed testimony for Jesus Christ, the only savior, and edifying love for God's people. By not welcoming and affirming all of God's children, Bob Jones University is not living up to its values of the love for people.
1: We shall overcome
3: someday.
0: Oh, After the three were led away, the Soulforce writers broke their silent vigil with song. As the riders sang, Flip Benham led his group to kneel before the riders and pray.
1: Lord, they're sincerely misled. And Jesus, they need you so desperately. And I pray, God, that they would apprehend the wonderful love that you really have for them. Love that does not turn away. Love that will continue to hound them until you bring them to yourself. So, Jesus, please help each one of these young ones. And God, I pray this in the strong and in the wonderful and in the matchless name of Jesus. Amen. And amen, and amen, and amen. We
0: shall a short while later, as the riders continued to sing, a police van where the three arrested riders had been taken stopped outside the gate and the three emerged and rejoined the vigil. Amanda Harris talked about why it was important for her to be arrested during the vigil.
4: I uh, made a piece of art uh, called No More Closets um, and I really wanted to give that to Bob Jones University uh, so that they could put it on their campus. Um, It's a representation of how hurtful it is to live in the closet, um, to have to hide and lie about who you are. And I felt it was very necessary just to give that gift to them and to walk on campus and say, here's this piece of art, let's have a dialogue about why it hurts so much to be in the closet and why it hurts so much to condemn lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender people. And
0: what were you feeling when you crossed the line and the police were coming
4: at you? It was very empowering. Especially as a woman, because Bob Jones University, in my opinion, is a very sexist university. And um, as we were walking on, a gentleman behind us was yelling about uh, how a woman just needs a man to love her and just needs a child in her womb. And. Um, it just felt very empowering to say, you know, I am a woman and I'm stepping onto this campus with my piece of art and I want to talk to you.
0: Harris believes the Equality Ride is making a difference.
4: I think it shows the, the great lengths that we're willing to go through yeah. just to bring dialogue on yeah. campus. Um, we're willing to have a rest. We're willing to stand out here yeah. with people who hate us. Yeah. We're willing to do whatever is necessary just to bring a message of
0: love and hope. Even though the administration at Bob Jones would not allow the equality writers on campus for dialogue, they did send out box lunches to the group along with a note from university president Stephen Jones who disassociated the school from the anti-gay protesters. Jones wrote, any hateful name-calling does not represent BJU's scriptural response. But the letter reiterated that there was no room for dialogue with the Soul Force equality writers who continued to stand vigil outside the campus for the rest of the day. The Soul Force Equality Riders by going to their website, equalityride.com, and sponsoring a rider. Whosoever is sponsoring rider Mandy Mathias, who spearheaded the visit to Bob Jones. To hear more interviews and stories, tune into Rainbow Radio's April 15th show at rainbowradiosc.com I don't understand fundamentalists. I wish I did. It would make things a whole lot easier. If I understood them, I'd know how to talk to them, how to convince them that gay, lesbian, bisexual, and transgender people of faith have deeply explored both their faith and their sexuality and have arrived at a place where they know God blesses both of them. There would be no need to argue. There would only be an understanding that the God that they love and obey is the same God we love and obey, even if our obedience looks different from theirs. But I don't understand fundamentalists. I don't understand what makes someone print signs that tell other human beings that they're going to hell for simply embracing who they are and then take those signs to the streets to make sure their message is seen. I don't understand what makes someone shout through a bullhorn at a group of other human beings and call it sending a message of love. If I understood fundamentalists, I would know what to say to them instead of finding myself being lured into futile conversations about the Bible, quoting verses at one another and failing to find any common ground. If I understood fundamentalists, perhaps I could get past their armored walls erected to keep out any truths that do not match their own. Perhaps if I understood fundamentalists, I wouldn't feel so suspicious and keep my own walls so closely guarded as we talked. If I understood fundamentalists, perhaps we could understand each other. But I don't understand fundamentalists, so round and round we go when I meet one. Endlessly debating Bible passages and then being accused of not taking the Bible seriously because I can't take it literally. Or should I say, I can't take literally the parts they wish to take literally. Fundamentalists are fond of allegorical and metaphorical interpretation when it suits them, especially around passages dealing with things like divorce and adultery. On my way to Greenville to witness the Soul Force Equality ride visit, I had a flat tire. Thankfully, I noticed the tire was going flat as I stopped at a gas station about 35 miles from Greenville. I pumped some air into the tire and asked the lady behind the counter for directions to a nearby service station. She gave me directions, but stopped midway and told me about a Goodyear that was closer. It's more expensive, she warned. Oh, not a problem, I answered. I was desperate and now behind schedule. I found the service station and was greeted warmly and taken care of promptly. The owner of the establishment joked and talked with me the whole time I was there, as did the customers in the waiting room. "'Why are you going to Greenville?' the owner asked. "'Um, I stammered for a moment. "'I'm going to visit friends.' "'Already the internalized homophobia had kicked in. "'But perhaps it's a natural defense. "'I was, after all, in a small South Carolina town, "'completely dependent upon the kindness of these particular strangers. "'I certainly didn't want to be denied service because of my sexual orientation. "'I imagined that these were good, God-fearing, Bible-believing Christians "'who attended church regularly and wouldn't take too kindly to a dyke in their midst.' I thought of the lady at the gas station who had hesitated when she mentioned this place. The clerk was African American. Perhaps she knew that while a white girl could get fast, friendly service here, someone like herself could not. The only black people I saw at the service station worked there. They certainly weren't customers. But you know, that's all conjecture. If my own walls hadn't been so high and guarded, perhaps I could have shared my destination with the Friendly Service Station gang. Perhaps one of them would have said, I heard about that, and I know someone who went to Bob Jones who's gay. I'm glad they're doing that. But I never gave them the chance to surprise me. Instead, I simply assumed that they would hate me because I'm a lesbian. My own internalized homophobia and my need for car repair kept me from being vulnerable with these people. Maybe my instincts were right, but I grieve at a lost chance to connect, to foster understanding, even if it meant taking a risk. Stephen Pressfield writes in his book The War of Art that fundamentalism is the philosophy of the powerless, the conquered, and the dispossessed. Its spawning ground is the wreckage of political and military defeat, as Hebrew fundamentalism arose during the Babylonian captivity, as Christian fundamentalism appeared in the American South during Reconstruction, as the notion of the master race evolved in Germany following World War I. In such desperate times, the vanquished race would perish without a doctrine that restored hope and pride. It doesn't seem true that Christian fundamentalists could still see themselves as powerless, conquered, and dispossessed. They wield much political and social power, but just ask a fundamentalist who the powerless, conquered, and dispossessed are, and they'll gladly take the title for themselves. Gays and lesbians are powerful in their mind because society is coming around to accepting us, despite their loud protests. They are still smarting from losses over slavery and equal rights for African Americans and women, and remain bitter that interpretations of the Bible that once backed these prejudices are now rejected. They see the same thing happening to their beliefs about gays and lesbians, and yes, they feel powerless, conquered, and dispossessed. Pressfield writes that fundamentalists can't find their way into the future, so they retreat to the past. They return in imagination to the glory days of their race and seek to reconstruct both them and themselves in their purer, more virtuous light. They get back to basics, to fundamentals. While I still don't understand fundamentalists and what makes them take to the streets against fellow human beings with such venom, I find that the more I encounter them, the more my heart breaks for them and for myself. There but for the grace of God go I. If I had been born heterosexual, I probably would be like my two sisters, conservative Christians, married to conservative Christian men, raising a family and going to conservative Christian churches. I would have had little reason to be otherwise. We are all a product of our circumstances. If James Dobson or any of those bullhorn-carrying preachers on the street in Greenville had encountered different factors in life's journey, they could have been completely different too, standing up for the rights of the oppressed and marginalized instead of working to further that oppression and marginalization. I don't understand fundamentalists, but perhaps I really don't need to. Perhaps all I need to understand is that they are human beings like me, who are seeking happiness and a sense of freedom in this world. I don't understand their search, and I often find it encroaches on my own search for happiness and freedom. But maybe, by extending just a little understanding, it will be returned to me tenfold.
2: Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love Divine master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled.
0: much for joining us for this special edition of Whosoever Magazine's Godcast. We'd love to hear your feedback. You can tell us your thoughts, comments, or suggestions by writing to us. Our email address is godcast at whosoever.org or you can leave comments at our blog at whosoeverpods.blogspot.com The theme music for our program has been graciously provided by Adam Curley. If you'd like to join the Whosoever community we have many online groups you can join for fun and support. You can find Whosoeverins in your area when you join our Rainbow Fish groups. To find out more go to whosoever org/slash/rainbowfish. If you're enjoying our podcast, we hope you'll consider making a monetary donation to our ministry. It takes money to produce and broadcast this program, and of course, to keep our ministry on the web. Where we've been a valuable resource to our community for a decade. You can donate by credit card by going to our website at whosoever.org/slash donate. Or you can send checks to Whosoever Ministries Incorporated, Post Office Box 727, Camden, South Carolina, 29021. Remember, whosoever is a 501c3 nonprofit, that means all donations are tax deductible. Thank you for listening, and please keep those Soul Force Riders in your prayers.